Hey, welcome back. Rob Breckenridge with you here on a Thursday morning, our final half hour here today, and then just one more day before the weekend and the Christmas break. Uh, and good news is after today, the days are, are going to get a bit longer, too. So there is that. Uh, I wanted to get to, to this news out of Iceland and the eruption of a volcano there. Uh, how serious is this? What do we know about uh, this particular volcano? Uh, the good news is there was some anticipation that, that this might happen. Uh, so there were some preparations that were able to be done to try to protect people. Uh, there's still some concern about some infrastructure. But how serious is this? Uh, what else do we need to know about this situation? Uh, joining us uh, for some thoughts uh, on what's uh, unfolded so far this week in Iceland is uh, Ben Edwards, professor of geosciences uh, with the focus on volcanoes at Pennsylvania's Dickinson College. Professor Edwards, good to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Very good to be here. Uh, so first of all, as mentioned, you know, the, the expectation that this volcano was poised to erupt, what is it that scientists watch for that might give some indication that, that something's in the offing? Yeah, so there are two really important things that we use to monitor volcanoes and, and track the movement of, of magma or liquefied rock in the Earth. Um, one is earthquakes. Um, you know, we have earthquakes in, in, in regions like Iceland. They can be because tectonic plates are moving, but they can also be because rocks are cracking as the liquid is trying to push up through them. And so earthquakes are really one of the, the most important things that we can um used to get estimates of what's going on underneath an area where there's volcanoes. They can come from pretty deep um, in the Earth, so we can track movement pretty, uh, um, from pretty far out or pretty deep down. And the other thing is just uh, you can imagine a balloon. You bury a balloon in the sand, and you start blowing the balloon up. At some point, you can start to actually see the sand rise up, even if you can't see the balloon. Because the balloon inflates, the, the, the sand above it has to move up as well. Yeah. And so we can track that with really, really good GPS systems, basically. Um, and there's some other uh, equipment they can use as well. But those are two of the most important things, especially early on in a sequence where we think a volcano or, or volcanic area is getting ready to, to do something. Lots of earthquakes above sort of the normal background. And then also actually seeing the land surface actually starting to rise only rising a few millimeters or a few centimeters. So does that indicate that, you know, there are conditions then that not just with this particular eruption, but that, you know, it sort of is establishes that maybe there, there might be others still to come? Oh, yeah. This, yeah, there, there was a, the, the uplift they've been monitoring here in this exact specific area since September or even before. So we know that there's been magma uh, being pumped up into the ground in this area for, for a couple of months. And it's only, you know, this, there's been, this is the fourth eruption now since 2021 within an area of about 10 or 15 kilometers. Um, so the, the eruptions, there's eruption 2021, 22, and then earlier this year, um, just a little bit to the east. And, and all of these eruptions, we think, are maybe signaling that this whole part of Iceland, this is the Reykjanes Peninsula, and it's right where the North American and, and, and the Eurasian plates are pulling apart, that this area is getting ready to be uh, much more active in, in the next few decades. Uh, we don't really know for sure, but that seems to be the, the pattern that happens in this area. There have been eruptions here in this part of Iceland um, for about uh, a thousand years, roughly. Uh, 900 to 1,000 years, and, and so it's simply quiet. And it seems like, from what we know going back in time, 
um, that about every thousand years or so, this area of Iceland experiences it, uh, all of a sudden a period where there may be dozens of eruptions like this over a few decades or, or more. How long do these eruptions typically last? Well, this one, if this one's over, which some people are saying now that uh, the, the latest um, scientific flights over the, the, the lava field don't show any surface activity, there's still probably lava flowing in channels underneath the solidified crust, but it, there's no evidence that there's new magma coming actually to the surface now to turn into lava. Um, <clears throat> if this is over today, then this eruption will last in four days. Um, uh, the, the, the previous eruptions lasted a, a few weeks to over a month. Um, the eruptions that just happened uh, in the last, uh, uh, last three years. So I think if this does actually, if this is actually over now, probably it'll be a little surprising um, that this was so fast and, and furious and, and that it ended so quickly. Certainly, people are in Iceland are saying this would be a nice Christmas present yeah. to have the eruption end before Christmas and kind of stop the disruption. Um, but uh, we won't know for probably you know a week or so. And, and actually, there's still lots. We know there's lots of magma in the ground still. Um, from that, this probably the the source of the lava that came to the surface, and there's no indication that this eruption emptied out the the storage area for the magma underground. So, this could end, but we could see a new one in the next few weeks. And, and certainly, we sort of expect now that we'll continue to see eruptions like this um, sporadically over the next potentially over the next few decades. Well, and we mentioned, you know, the the um, you know what what scientists are watching for to try to give as much advance warning as as possible. And so, it's not just about evacuations, but I guess there are other preventative measures. Like, what are they doing in Iceland, and what what about jurisdictions that might themselves be located near active or potentially active volcanoes? What kind of preventative measures can actually work? Well, um, certainly. You know, with something like this, there was a, there was a, there was a fair bit of lead time. Um, if we go back and think about the earthquakes that happened uh, a week or two, which is when they um, evacuated the town of Grindavik. Um, but, of course, they, they evacuated people, and then there, was, then there was no eruption. That was due to some earthquakes and some ground subsidence that's associated with the volcano. Um, but, um, you know, the lava didn't come out until, you know, a, a week or ten days uh, after um that evacuation. <clears throat> so the eruption started basically out of nowhere. Uh, there's great video online of your know, webcam padding across the skyline, and all of a sudden you see this flash of yellow and orange, and that's the start of the eruption. So they, they can happen, you know, very quickly with very little warning, um, especially when you already have magma that's close to the surface like we had here. Generally, if you have an area that hasn't had an eruption for a while, we have more lead time because we see these signals. What can you do? You evacuate people. You look at models of the ground surface, like basically you know electronic topographic maps um, called digital elevation models, and you can you can predict just like you can predict where water is going to flow if you know what the slope of the ground is. You can predict to some degree where lava may flow depending on where it comes to the surface, mm -hmm. and they do lots of modeling like that to see you know what what areas are most likely to be damaged. So they evacuated Greenovic. They actually have also put some barriers, um, some big earthen barriers that they built just in the last two or three weeks, close to a power station, the Svartzinki power station, at um, something called the Blau Lunas, which is the Blue Lagoon, 
uh, and they put some barriers, basically made a ring around those two um, those two things because their infrastructure that is very expensive, especially the power station. We'll see what happens. So you can yeah. Do some, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can do some things like that. Mm-hmm. The Italians have a lot of experience because they've got Mount Etna that erupts, um, and there's lots of people that live on the, the flanks of that volcano too, but um, yeah. In Iceland, they've been lucky. The first three eruptions, you know, really happened in pretty isolated areas where there was essentially no infrastructure. This latest one is getting a little bit closer to to, to where there is some concern about not only people but um, equipment and uh, things like that. Right. Yeah, and it's fascinating to see some of these images. I mean, you know, they're they're just they're quite something to behold, obviously. But even to see the images of people outside looking at this, it, it's quite a juxtaposition of you know the destruction of nature and our, our own curiosity. But there is something really I don't know engrossing about uh, about volcanoes, isn't there? Yeah, and I don't think of it. I like to think of it not as the destruction, but the construction, the building. Um, you know, Iceland wouldn't be an island if it wasn't for the volcanoes. Yeah, Hawaii right. wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the volcanoes. Um, there's lots of islands around the world that, that wouldn't exist. There'd just be vast, vast ocean, mm-hmm. um, ocean floor. But wasn't for volcanoes actually building, building the islands. Um, but it is amazing to see. I've gotten to go to a few uh, uh, volcanoes, few eruptions in Iceland, some other places. It's one of the most incredible things you'll ever see if you can do it uh, safely <laughs> from a safe distance. But, yeah, lava flows are pretty special to see. Oh, no kidding. Well, we'll see what happens in the weeks ahead here. Uh, ben, appreciate your perspective and all this. Thanks so much for joining us. Very welcome. You guys have a happy holiday season.